welcome to this week's episode of Dum Dum, Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D podcast set in the homebrew world of Kalandos. And that is my world, my being, me being Carla Harris, your GM. And around the table, I have my amazing players who are going to introduce themselves one by one, starting with the person on my right. My name is Kirsten and I play Oriole. I'm Winston and I play Santalarian. And I'm Nicole and I play Darby. And as we always do, we like to catch up our listeners on what we did last week in last week's episode and to facilitate new listeners because we know you all bring your friends. So welcome new friends. Um, Feel free to go back and listen to all the things. Otherwise, to catch us up on previously on Dum Dum Die is Derby. Well, the last time, I mean... Previously on Dum Dum Die, um, Zantelarian, Oriel, and Darby, which is me, we tried to get over the third ring. And um, basically, Oriel fell flat to the ground because she's just clumsy like that. Then Zantelarian fell flat on his back. I tried to save his life by giving him CPR, but, you know, he, I thought he would, he would get better. I didn't want to kiss him like that. I wanted him to be alive and well and... You know? Anyways, so yeah, he fell into a gnome garden. Then we were walking the streets of the third the third ring. And we came across this this wave-like sign. And we knocked on the door. And this elf opened it. And he miraculously made Oriole's fog disappear. So obviously he was from magic. Which, you know... We're going to be besties. But anyways, he welcomed us in and that's exactly what happened. Indeed, that is exactly what happened in last week's episode. But if you'd like to check for yourself and, you know, feel free to mail mail us and leave us a message and let us know what you think and be like, hey, um, Darby, what's, it was wrong. This, this happened instead. And Darby missed out an important part. Or Darby gives the best recaps ever. You know, whatever. I'm not here to dictate what you say. But also, we have a mailbag episode coming up, so please feel free to submit your questions. Please, Christ for mercy. Yes, yes, do it. Questions, comments, queries, thoughts, you know, whatever floats your boat. And Darby does give the best recaps, <laughs> FYI. It's not a competition, but if it was, apparently. I'd Darby win. I'd win. <laughs> All right, so you are in a, a comfortable-looking lounge. There is a couch And along the walls is a lot of jars filled with assorted items. And the elderly half-elf looks at you and his arms are folded. It is about early morning and your fog has dissipated. He clears his throat. Thank you. Could you please turn me not this color, please? Preferably original. Mm. What's your name, by the way? I'm Unaset. Hello, Unisette. My name is Oriel, and she like sticks her hand out in a very formal handshake. Uh, he takes your hand and he shakes it and he says, uh, so you dress like wildflower purposefully. We were just trying to get in here. It's really difficult. So I just really don't want to be blue. Otherwise, we have no business being in here. But apparently all the mages are in this circle. There are more important things. Well, more important than more her not being blue. More important to you. Well... What is important to one is not always important to another. This no, is true. no, no, this is not pretty important. Not being blue is very important to me. I very can sense important. that from you. Like super important. Okay. I like the fact that she's blue. Gives her character. Ah. Oreo shoots him such a stink eye. Unisette looks at Darby and he says, uh, you would know about character. Good. 
Definitely. No, no. There are important things. Like, for example, Unaset, is it? Mm-hmm. Do you happen to know anything about spells that erase certain memories? Yes, that's true. That is important. He's right. Spells that erase memories. But only certain ones. Aurel looks Look, very if confused. you have spent an, how do you say, uh, an unpleasant evening in one of the rings, I'm... I promise you that is not my specialty. No, 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 no. It's work-related. Work. Oh, because we came in with a crew on a boat, but now the crew doesn't remember us, and I'm pretty sure it's not just because I'm blue. Look, we don't know why they don't remember what happened on the ship or why they don't remember who any one of us are, but we need to figure this out. And I'm guessing you're the only person here that could help us. Also, I don't think we can get home otherwise. And I don't want to be here forever. Lady Starless places like kind of does an eh kind of hand wave. He's like, I like it. I have been here many years. And each to their own. But I would very much like to go back to yes, Oriel to where I forgot Port the name. Oral. Port Oral. Uh, how much money do you have? Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. The next important thing is: Do you know anything about mechanical wings that take control of dead bodies? Human By implanting bodies. themselves inside them? Um, I have 38 look, I know, gold. I don't know what kind of uh, trouble you're into. I will answer what I know, and I will turn you not blue, and then you will go, and you will pay me for my trouble, yes. and I will go to bed. Yes, that's a great idea. Let's do that. I thought majors knew everything. I also have six silver. 38 gold, six silver. Please turn me on blue. Like, right now. Please don't give him all of my money. I'm desperate. Darby's just kind of giggling. <laughs> he says, uh, we'll first get rid of the nanny points at the disguise you're wearing of okay. Wildflower. Just because okay. I find her upsetting. <gasps> Good, me too. And then I, <laughs> I undo the disguise. He says, all right, um, because you woke me up. Six gold to change you back to blue and one piece of gold for no, the No, change you back to normal. Don't change you back uh, to blue. Uh, sorry, to change you from blue. To okay. What color was your normal? And she does a minor illusion of what her normal color looks like. like. Oh, okay. All right. And she like... <laughs> roll, wild, roll wild magic while you're there. Oh, God. Okay, now we're good. All right. Um, she, like, she like takes his hand and puts the money in, like 10 gold. She's like, just make it happen, please. <laughs> okay. So he, uh, before you give him the money, he heads to one of his counters and opens a jar that everyone can immediately, even over Oriole's smell, smell the smell of rotten eggs. Ooh. And he goes like he's going to pour it towards you. And then you give him the money. He stoppers the bottle and puts it back on the shelf. And he's like, uh, I was going to cover you in egg oil for waking me up. But you seem nice enough. And then he waves his <laughs> hand and your blue goes away. <laughs> and Ariel and he, like drops out to her knees and she's like, yes. Darby looks disappointed. That's everything. Oh, you had a question. Uh, the memory. Ah. Yes. Uh, well, various mages can remove memories. There's spells. Uh, how long would you say since they remembered you? Not even a day. Not even a day. Well, but it's it hard to say what kind somewhere of somewhere between Wildflower and Lady Starla. Well, it's hard to say if it's permanent or if it's only for a day or time. So various spells, some some last forever, some last for until triggered, some last just for a moment long enough to, I don't know, for them to go back home and then forget why they came. Um, why anyone would do that, uh, I don't know, only up to you. Um, how do we get their memory? 
back. So I do memory. Well, it depends on how they lost it. What kind of ways are there to lose it? Darby's well, there's, there's of course, uh, your everyday magic. So uh, sorcerer, wizard, someone could have cast a memory loss spell. Then there's also beings that can remove memory. Um, Question. I, uh, yes. Do you by any chance have a scroll for dispel magic? I feel uh, like that might be our best bet to... To get their memory. Well, if it was magic, of course, yeah. But if it was from a being, it would be um, how do you say? Is this, if if it's from them naturally, I don't. It, it's not magic. Even if the being is magical, you see, the third theory of magic says that, and he starts waffling as and he heads towards writing his notes like she's back in class. And he starts waffling as he heads um towards. Uh, a door in, in the room mm-hmm. and he says, wait, wait here a moment. And he goes and you hear some ruffling through cupboards and then he comes back with the scroll and he's like, all right, this one's for you. And he gives you a dispel magic scroll. Thank you so much. How much do I owe you for it? No, it's fine. It's fine. Just, uh, are we done? Okay, wait. You can see his eyes are, are drooping. Yes, yes, how we're done. How okay, powerful. Okay, bye-bye. And then he's, no. what? How powerful a mage would you have to be in order to remove any specific memories? Uh, how do you know or that what he only moved to specific memories? You because say it was time? No, because they don't remember us but they and they don't remember what happened on the voyage here. But they do remember coming in and they do remember Wildflower and they do remember having to get a receipt. Well, perhaps, you see, the thing is perhaps their memory was taken, all of it, and then they were seeded new memories. So you, if... Their entire memory was taken and then they receded new memories. You wouldn't actually need a very powerful mage. You would just need someone who has a scroll and possibly was taught by their, uh, yeah, an apprentice of some kind. However, if they did remove specific memories and left others, that does require someone of a higher level. Um, uh, it also depends where their power comes from. And then he starts wafting on about the differences between wizards and sorcerers and conjurers. And all the different variations of magic. I think Aurel's like to go. walked outside already. Like she said bye and I walked out and then no one followed. Um, so it, it honestly depends. I mean, you could bring them here, but... And I could look at them. That's a good idea. I think that's what we should do. Tell me something. But, um, to bring them here, I guess, if they don't know you. That would be considered kidnapping, Darby. Like we haven't done that before. Okay. And I, time to leave. I didn't need to know. Oreo's like trying to push down the door, but she's really short. So. By the way, what do you think of my material as Oriel's busy pushing Darby outside? Fine, 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 fine. And you can see his eyes are like closing. Okay, I think it's definitely time to go. Come, guys. Let the man sleep. Thank, Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. You're welcome. Come back. Later. And he <laughs> closes the door. <laughs> How far are we from sunrise? From sunrise. Uh, at this point, probably you'd imagine three hours away. We need sleep. From full sun sunrise. So it's probably that beginning. That means we need to find an inn that is not wildflowers. Why don't we go back to the brothel? That's in the other ring. Oriel. Why would that be wrong? What else do we have to do in this ring? We have the receipt. Because I'm getting no longer back blue. in... Might be problematic. What happens when they find out the receipt is missing? 
But they don't remember us in the first place. So how would they know that we took the receipt? That is not the point. The point is the gods would find out we took the receipt. What kind of criminal are you? Have we not been I together for years? I think I liked years? her better when she was blue. I'm blue. She pulls a party face. She's like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Okay, let's find an inn. I thought there were only two inns. One in the first ring and one in this ring. And this ring's one is wildflowers and the other one is the horrible one that I really prefer not to go back to. Can that's, we just go back to the forest? That's, no, that's out of outside. the ring. Oh, I liked it. Okay, a brothel it is. Let's go. Right, where are you going? To we're going to do the same gate. thing we did before where we were just sign hunting. Okay, so you're looking for a brothel in this ring? Mm. Oh, okay. Let's just try and go into the palace. No, no, that's a bad idea. Let's find a brothel here. We're dressed for it. I think we should try it. In the middle of the night. Well, it is nearly sunrise. Do you sunrise. want to be arrested? As you guys are walking and t- discussing, uh, you pass wildflowers once again. Mm-hmm. You see various... Uh, some of the houses have signs, some don't. And you do pass one that... Has it, a picture of a flower that looks very sexual? No, it it, it appears just to have a, a <laughs> pair of um, lips painted on it. Uh, we're in red lips painted on it, so... I think this is the place and opens the door. As you open the door, you walk into an empty lounge area mm-hmm. and there is a counter on the left and stairs leading upwards and in the lounge and behind the counter is um, a, a young boy a half elf and he sits up immediately and he goes welcome to the smile how can I help you my name is sunshine and I am here to make sure your sun is filled with shine and please stop um, talking can I just have a bed for the night please yeah, we need a pl- place to sleep. Hi, Sunshine. I'm Darby. Ooh. Oriel, Santillarian. I'm Sunshine. Sunshine, do you think you could hook us up with three baits? Um, it's better to go to the, the, the inn. Well, Sunshine, we kind of like the sun that you guys are shining. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Also, you know, Wildflower's a bit of a douche. We're not supposed to say that. Well, I said it any- <gasps> We like you better, Sunshine. So how's about those rooms? Okay. Or I'll see, I'll see if, anyone's, if, if, if anyone's available. And he starts walking up the stairs. He's like... It doesn't have to be with a companion. And then he comes back down and he says, you want to be alone together? Or... I'm not gratifying that with a response. We don't have enough space for... We'll take one room for ourselves, all together, in one room. No, Zantar, okay. and you can't have company. Or if you have two rooms, that would also be nice. Um, I don't, I don't think we have two rooms because the ladies. Okay, in the one room, room Sunshine. Okay, I'll go look. Thank you, Sunshine. He heads up the staircase. He and you hear some commotion and some one or two girls' exclamations, women's mm-hmm. exclamations, and then he comes back and his hair looks tussled, and he says, "I cleared a room for you." <laughs> Thank you. He said, uh, follow me. And he starts heading up the stairs and you can hear some uh, commotion in the one room as they're like, make space. <laughs> and then he takes you into, into the corridor. So in the corridor upstairs, there's almost like a waiting area um, at the landing of the stairs. And off of it, there's about five doors. And you can see one door at the end of the corridor is ajar. And he leads you through to that door. And when you open it, there is a very, it's made out of, it looks like it's made out of iron, a three quarter bed. Mm -hmm. And it looks rumpled as if someone was sleeping in it. 
and then there's a, a wash basin and there appears to be a woman's shoes and a woman's stockings hanging over the uh, the wrought iron. And there is a dresser inside it as well, as well as um, around the dresser there's like, like a hairbrush, there's some makeup pots. And he says, you just can't touch anything or steal anything. You, you can sleep though. Okay, can you please give this to the, the occupant of this room? And she like hands him a gold. And he's like, okay, um... But the room is three gold. No, that's fine. That's just for her to say thank you for clearing her room. But I cleared the room. And here's one for you. And then she gives him three gold on top of that. All right, it's like, welcome. And, and then she braces you. for Zantelarian's hand. And and he walks out and he, and he closes the door and he says, and then he opens it again and he says, we don't have breakfast. That's fine. Okay, because usually people aren't here that long. That's okay. Thanks, sunshine. Bye. Okay, okay but I'll see Closing you just the door. <laughs> and then you, you, I'll see you just now. <laughs> and Darby goes straight to the bed and he's like, the bed's mine. You get into a bed, you can very clearly feel that there is a warm patch where someone was just sleeping. Darby is fast asleep. Darby is fast asleep. You for for the, all the inns you've been in, this one has one of the most spacious beds. Yeah, uh, lengthwise. Normally you would have to crawl up, but you can actually lie sh- straight if you'd like to. Darby, Oriel kind of sl- like she wants to curl up in a ball at, at uh, Darby's feet. Uh, on the end of the bed, or like, like she, off like the bed. Like you know when people sleep in the same bed, like one head is that way and one's head, oh. one's head's this way. Okay. So she she curls up in a ball. The feet reverse towards side. his head and with yeah. his head towards uh, yeah. his feet towards your head. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, there's space for that. Is there a window? There is a window because this is the one on the edge. Okay, the room on the edge. What's happening outside? When you open it, you see the sun is continuing to rise, and you can hear some kerfuffle around the town, but not much. It's still quite quiet. So nothing really to see, other than you are looking onto the side of another building. And if you look down, there is also a, a garden path that leads to the wall of the previous ring and then will lead out into the street of this ring. I'm There's going no gnomes to... in this garden. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot of uh, quite fragrant flowers, but you won't be able to smell them. All right. So because of Oriole. Yeah, obviously. I'm going to... Is it that bad, guys? <laughs> it's a strong smell. Um, stand by the window and okay. make use of that wash basin, especially to clean whatever wounds I have sustained over the last three days. And then practice looking seductively forlorn. Okay. Um, you see the wash basin has a slight film of soap, but it's not actually dirty. Someone just washed like their face or something in it. So are you still happy? Yes. Cool. You totally wash it. Um, and it washes out your injuries and you practice looking forlornly sexily. Yes. As the sun rises, as, as one does. As the sun crests over the first ring <laughs> and shines down upon Zantelarian and his two sleeping companions, this is how we begin our next day of adventure. How long are you going to practice uh, looking forlornly for? Well, until I probably just like pass out by the window. All right, so I'm going to say you guys long rest. Long rest for everybody. Cool. Cool. I'd say you wake up at about 12, so midday. Cool. The sun starts beating down quite heavily against your face, Zantelarian. Everyone reclaims all their spells, all their HP, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sun is burning. It's actually very hot, Zantelarian. I'm going to gracefully roll out of the sun off the window. You do so, landing <laughs> on your feet. 
At which point that wakes the other two. <laughs> the sound of Zantelarian landing. Who's it? What's it? I'm up here. Okay, no, I'm fine. Darby wakes up like a normal. Like a normal. Like a normal. Like a normal. As all half old Deva. wizards do. <laughs> yeah. Who's it? Who's it? Stop beating me up. <laughs> Karate chops. And at this point you can hear various noises that would be coming from a brothel. So. Mm, I think it's time to leave. Breakfast. Hungry. And then? Are we going to the palace? I think we should. Why? Oriel, do you want to stay here or do you want to come to the palace? I want to go home. We need to get back to Port Oroch, which means we need to go to the palace. Agreed. I think we should just leave Oriel here. We can't leave her no, here. I'm, I'm babysitting. I'm pretty okay with coming. With, I don't want to be At here. At which point the door o- opens and Sunshine falls through and he's like, I wasn't listening at the keyhole. Of course yeah. you weren't, Sunshine, dear. And he dusts himself off and he's like, because I wasn't. Also, you have to leave now. I agree. Let's leave. Sunshine, mm-hmm. thank you. You're so welcome. We'll see you soon, okay? Okay. Bye. Okay, but I, I, I'm going to walk paying? you out. Okay. Lead the way. Okay. Oriel already paid. And, and then he starts no, walking. No, she didn't. Like, yeah, I did. He did. She did. I did. It's, it's the same way you came in. So, uh, as you can see, we're not the biggest, but we're the best. So, uh, you just go down the stairs. Uh, you're following me. And then he takes you down the stairs into the um, front lounge where there is an, a really stunning half-elf woman. And she is dressed all in orange. Okay. And she has... In front of her, what looks like a photo, um, it looks like a, a large book, mm-hmm. and it has pictures of some very beautiful half-elf. Uh, some of them you're unsure if they're male or female. You must be Sunshine's mom. Ugh, don't I know it. Welcome, and uh, thank you for taking rest in our boat, but I do need the room now. That's totally fine. You can have the room. What is your name? Hmm? What is your name? Uh, I guess... Everyone just calls me Madam Light, but you may call me Sunlight. Oh, Sunshine, Sunlight. Oh, it's a cute family name. Uh, yes. Sunlight, I was recently a blue half-elf. Don't ask, it was a long story. I, I have uncontrollable magic. Um, she uh, she just blinks and she says, we don't ask questions. So. That's good. Um, we have a current predicament at the moment that our crew members that took us here from Port Orach don't remember who we are. Okay. Uh, these two think it's a good idea to go to the palace and speak to Lady Starla about it. <gasps> and then it. you hear Sunshine going, ooh, she's really cool. You should go there. She's very nice. She'll always help. She helps everyone. And then Sunlight looks at him and says, shh, sorry, what were you saying? They think it's the the best idea is to go to the palace and ask Lady Starla for help. Is this a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Is she like wildflower? Um. <clears throat> well, uh, I suppose there's no one quite like wildflower. Um, Lady Starla, depending on what you want. I mean, she is as much as any ruler is, I suppose. Because the last ruler we met, they kind of sent us on this trip instead of imprisoning us because he believed that we started a fire that we didn't. Okay, Oriel. I'll smack her over the head. Ow. I am Long so, story. so sorry about this. <laughs> and now Darby's like, you know, 
trying to make excuses. Listen, thank you so, so much. By the way, you are stunning. Can I just tell you that? And then Darby does like a young hair flip. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, I know. (laughs) I bet you do. And now Darby like is very awkward (laughs) because... Okay, it's hard to leave. As I pick oil up over my shoulder, I walk out and and, and wink at sunlight and then walk out the door. Uh, Thank you for your patronage. Have a lovely stay. Uh, She calls as you leave. You guys head out. The street is quite busy, but it's not um, like a hustle and bustle like the other rings were. It's a sedate stroll that everyone's doing. And it almost appears as if everyone is walking without necessarily a purpose. They're just walking to be seen in the streets. Obviously, there's some people who are going to the to the gate, heading down to the second ring, and you see some of them walking in and out of the shops, but it appears like quite a few people are just walking from one side of the ring to the other, trying to appear busy. It's like a fashion walk. Can we see the, um, like the palace or the tower or whatever it is in the distance? Uh, are you still carrying oil on your shoulder? Yep. Uh, you can see you can see the palace. It's and it's not that far distant. In front of the palace gates, there's two extremely overtly liverly, liveried liveried yes. liveried um, guards uh, wearing the most outrageous shade of orange and plumes in what can only be described as a sunset array. And their armor appears to be burnished gold. Um, so it's the orange is. Anywhere their tunic is visible is orange. And they are just looking straight ahead. So they're not looking at anyone walking past. And you see on the lawns of the palace, you can see palace lawns through the gate. And there appears to be some children playing. And they sometimes look at the people in the street and point. I drop Oriel. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to say, well, Oriel, since you seem to want to talk so much... I think maybe you should use your crying little girl act to get us into the palace. I agree. And she like puts her hands together and she closes her eyes and like tears start streaming down her face. Okay. <laughs> All right. Watch your masterwork. And she walks up to the guards and she goes, Sir. And she peers up from her teary eyes. Uh, see if he notices. The one on the left sort of nods his head down and looks at you through his visor. Okay, and the other one? He's looking straight ahead. Okay, she's going to target the the one who's peering at her. Mm-hmm. So I've just had the most terrible experience. I was turned blue recently and then a very nice man turned me back, but I really need to speak to Lady Starla about the whole incident because it was actually a magical attack. And... I really need to discuss it with Lady Starla because she's got a maid. She's very vengeful in her town. I think it really needs to be sorted out. Would you please help me? Uh, can you please roll persuasion? Good thing my persuasion is plus seven. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh. 23? He turns... And she, and she puts her, her face in her hands with, like, batting, sad puppy face. Uh, he turns to the other guard and he says, uh, will you be all right here? And then the other guard just um, whispers the words, oh, yeah, I'll be fine with the peacocks. And then um, he says, all right. And he starts grabbing you by the shoulders and 
He's he's trying to rub your shoulder as gently as he can, but he's got a gauntleted hand. Uh, okay. So he, he he's sort of wafting his hand near your shoulder in a, a rubbing motion mm-hmm. and an awkward pat. And he says, all right, I'll, I'll take you to the administrator and he'll sort you out. Thank you. Uh, follow me. My friends um, are also with me behind me. And he turns. They serve as witnesses for my attack. All right. Ventilarian is going to pose like he fits in in this town, like he's standing here just so that he could stand here. Okay. And Darby's going to do the exact same. Yeah. All right. Uh, follow me. Uh, you two walk in, in front. And he starts leading you towards the, the palace steps. And as you approach the palace steps, you pass on the right. There's some uh, young, they look almost fully elf, elven children playing. Two boys and a girl. And then as you head up towards the steps, um, you feel that it's extremely smooth. Whatever they've made the palace out of is is very smooth. He goes round to slightly to the right. So there's a large golden door. And then slightly to the right, uh, maybe 10 steps from that, is a smaller golden door, which is more about elf height, whereas the large golden door is two elves high. And he knocks on the door and he says, Administrator, someone would like to file a complaint. <laughs> and, he sa- and he turns and he says, uh, I'm going to leave you here. Um, Thank you so much for your assistance. It's, re- it's really appreciated. Uh, you, are, you are most welcome. Um, perhaps you'd li- like to... Um, and he's trying to fight. Um, what are you saying? I don't understand this gesture. He's gesturing like towards your face and he's gesturing sort of towards Darby and, and Zantelari and he's like, perhaps you want to make yourself look presentable before you speak to the administrator. Okay. That would be wonderful. It's a good thing you were here. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but this lady is looking quite bedraggled. I agree. All right, uh, don't cause any trouble. If you need anything, we'll be at the gate. And he starts heading back and heading back to the to the front gate. And Oriel immediately, like, wipes the tears from her face. He's like, okay, nice one. From through the door, you hear the words, come in. You first. Age before beauty. That means Darby's in first. <laughs> Sorry, honey, have you seen? I haven't got all day. Come in. Coming! And Oriole comes in through the door. As you swing open the door, you see the floor. It looks like it's inlaid with with speckles of gems. And it almost glitters as you walk in. And at an ornate wooden and golden desk sits what you think is a full-blood elf uh, at a table. Um, Sorry, I just, I just went to World of Warcraft and a blood elf, <laughs> a full blood elf, uh, drawing in some ledgers uh, with a with a quill on a scroll, um, and he's got various uh, bound scrolls to, held together, and he, he looks up. There's walls with books on either side of him, and behind him is uh, another ornate door. Uh, he gestures to there's two chairs in front of his desk and he says, I'm sorry, there's only two chairs. One of you might have to stand. I'm going to stand. 
so that I can make calculations in my head about how much all of this stuff is worth. Darby's you realize it's a lot. So the books on the shelves appear to be inlaid the the titles, although you might not be able to read them all. The titles appear to be inlaid with like gold filigree. Everything is very expensive. I do love it. His here. his ink pot even seems to be made out of diamond. From what you can tell at a distance. Mr. Administrator person, she like sits down like very businesslike. We came here from Port Orach on a boat called Lady Starla. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Well, anyway, we were attacked by bird creatures and we survived. Strange. Mm-hmm. Very, but it, it's not done. Uh, the crew that we came here with now no longer remember who we are. That's... Bizarre. Very. And I think there is a rogue mage running about your town that has made them forget. And I have a suspicion as to who it might be. A a rogue mage in our town? Yes. That is a very serious accusation. I agree. I have a suspicion, although I cannot back it up with anything. Just a gut feeling, but it might lead you in the right direction. Oh, we, we take rogue mages extremely seriously. I think wildflower may have something to do with it. Wildflower? I mean, we have heard some rumours. Sorry, you were saying Wednesday. Um, I have a question for you. How mm-hmm. much attention is the administrator paying to me? Uh, he seems to be looking at everyone. What, are you trying to do something? Mm. Okay. Roll stealth for me. Yeah. 13. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to sort of get to his side of the desk so you're sort of trying to circumvent around him yeah um he you can see he's tracking you with his eyes okay no that's fine um so you're not doing it stealthily but he doesn't stop you okay i'm going to instead of um what i had initially planned as i get to as close to the desk as possible i'm going to put the receipt down on the desk and say but you see, you do know about Lady Starla. Well, I don't know everything that goes through my office. And he holds it up and he looks at it. He says, well, I'm sure someone signed for this. But it wasn't you. I thought you were in charge of all of the stuff that came through. I'm the administrator. I myself am not Lady Starla. Only Lady Starla can sign off receipts. So when can we actually meet Lady Starla so we can have this conversation just, with her? Just hold on oh, a no, second. Oh, no, I would deal with rogue mages. Yes. Uh, what rumors did you hear about Wildflower? Oh, no, there have been some complaints about her from, from various visitors. I assume that's why the guard brought you here. Well, yes, I must say we really did not receive a very warm welcome from her. Um, to, so much to the fact that that's why I have my suspicion that she made the crew forget who we are and now we no longer have a way back because they don't remember who we are in the first place. Everyone, please roll perception. Natural 20. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> Jeez. Eight. Um, as he says to you, to what end, it appears he reaches under his desk. Okay. Can I throw my dagger 
to catch is basically to go past that arm that is reaching under the desk? Mm, you can. Are you trying to hit him or hit next to? Hit next to him. I'm trying to scare him. Natural 20. You do manage to pin his um, his uh, shirt to the underneath of the table. He says, well, I didn't want it to go this way, but I suppose. Wait, go what way? Everyone, please give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. Zandalier, what have you done? It was necessary. Constitution saving. 17. Saving throw plus one. 15. Six. As, as he says that, Darby immediately uh, collapses to the floor. And um, Darby, you're not doing very well today. Yeah. Darby <laughs> immediately collapses to the floor. And the two of you start to feel very, very groggy. And as he starts talking to you and removes the dagger from his shirt, uh, you guys are very slowly succumbing to, to falling asleep. Just He's a like, note, as a half-elf, magic can't put us to sleep. It's not magic. Just checking. Yeah. No, no, it's it's uh, not magic. Okay. Um, <gasps> so despite the and she, like, goes face first into the desk. Despite the grogginess, can I still act or not? It would be very hard to, to act. Tell me what you're trying to do. I want to get behind him and actually... Like putting my dagger up against his throat. So I've got fast hands. So as soon as you start to feel that you're going groggy, mm. um, cool, let's roll initiative. But just uh, – you can also roll Oriel. Face first at the desk, rolling initiative. 14. So it's it's a slow – you're not immediately falling asleep. You, you know that um, feeling like almost when you're sitting in a car and you're trying quite okay. desperately to stay awake? So Seven. You know it's inevitable, but but you're not asleep yet. So he pulls out the dagger, and you start to feel the grogginess. That brings it to you, you Oriel. You see Darby collapse to the floor. I'm not sure which way this is going, but please know I had nothing to do with my cousin's actions. Out goes, out goes Oriel. Um, he turns and he says, Not responsible for him. And he says, I suppose you'll be the one to watch. And you hear the door creaking behind you. That starts to open. Um, okay. It's your turn. So I've got cunning action. So can I do like a quick move to get to him? Well, and you don't then... have to move very far to get him because you were standing quite close. Yeah. So you sort of sidestep and you think you're moving, you're moving at your – you know you're putting enough effort to move really, really fast, but you're but, moving at a normal pace. Uh, okay. All right. I was wondering about the grogginess. But you do get behind him. Okay. Dagger out. I'm going to press it against, like, basically blade poking into his jugular, and I want to draw blood. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll allow that. No, it's just possible. And he goes, well, you're going to have to pay for that. I'll see you on the other side. And then the grogginess starts to overtake you. Uh, please roll luck rolls for me, Xantelarian and Oriel. 79. 34. 
Zandalarian, you feel uh, you feel that your body's being dragged, mm. um, and you lapse in and out of consciousness. And as you lapse in and out, you the first time you hear a vague discussion of um, you hear the words uh, from from a female voice. You hear, uh, "Well, that was idiotic," and I can't believe they came in and t- and. And then it starts going fading out. Um, you remember seeing a really beautiful chandelier when you through through the haze. Uh, next thing you recall being dragged through something, it felt like it was wet underneath you, and you heard some skittering. So you think it's rats, and you heard someone mumbling to themselves, "I always have to do this." Uh, a different voice, one you haven't heard. Um, and then you wake up again in the haze and you hear the sound of a like a, a metal gate closing uh, and bars and you hear another voice. This time it's a female voice and saying, will they be with me long? And that's the last thing you hear before the haze takes you again. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you. Was Oriel just out? Yeah, no, Oriel Oriel was out. Dobby, you got dragged along. So you have been, you know nothing of this. John Snow. You were standing, having a conversation, and then You were not standing anymore. And you, yeah, you were sitting saying, I'm not responsible for my cousin. And then you were sleeping. That is fair. Um, so Zantalarian, just remember that you know all those things. Mm. So should it ever be necessary, you will have slight advantage. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much, as always, to my players who make everything an adventure, even just leaving a brothel. <laughs> and thank you to you, my listeners, for always being here. And I said my, but it's our listeners. Thank you to you, our listeners, and for always being here. And remember to share us with your friends, foes, families, and familiars, and to rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps, and even your not favorite podcast apps. Just rate and review us everywhere. Don't forget, we are doing a mailbag episode, so send us your questions, comments, queries, and thoughts. We'd love to share some information with you, get a conversation started, just generally have a chat and get let you get to know us and get to know you so do send us information about yourselves and vice versa and as always a big thank you to wednesday and tristan who edit our episodes and work through sniffles and coughs and just random like pauses and brain farts that we have and a big and thank weird you to sounds and weird sounds from the cat <laughs> and a big thank you to Veed, whose music graces this podcast and who is literally the best bard ever. <laughs> As always, we hope you have a most amazing week filled with adventure. From the cat. From the D&D cat. D&D cat. I feel like we should make a theme song for the D&D cat.